Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. In just a minute, I'm going to talk to you about the tension points of leadership, the tension points of leadership. But before I do, I want to put a couple of dates on your radar. The first one is February 27th, and that is Orlando, Florida. We're doing a roundtable at a great church in the area. I want to invite you to come. Uh, I've been so thrilled with the way the content and the information has come across at the roundtables. Uh, The crowds have been amazing. The information, the content has just been exciting as it's been beginning to explode in people's hearts and they're beginning to understand it. And as I tell people all the time, uh, when you learn, you add to your life. When you're in the room, you multiply your life. There's nothing like being in a leadership room. So that's February 27th in Florida. And then in March 5th in Albuquerque, New Mexico, March 5th. I want to invite you to both of those. Hey, another thing that I'm excited about is that we now have the first set of our uh, videos in Spanish. So they're done in Spanish, they're available in Spanish, and if that could be helpful to you and to your team or you know of a church that it could, this is in-depth leadership, 20 videos on in-depth leadership. And then not only that, but we have our second set of videos now available in English that are brand new, and these 20 videos are are game-changing. So you can call my office or you can go to my web page, GeraldBrooksMinistries.com, and find out about all of those. The tension points of leadership. If you're a leader, you live with a constant degree of tension. It's just the nature of the position. It's like this constant tug of war that you're having opposites pull. And these pulls, sometimes one pulls you one way and the other one pulls you another way. And it's this constant pull. Well, these tension points of leadership have to be managed, but they'll never go away. That's the thing. Management of them is one thing. Them going away is the impossible thing. Because if you're going to lead, you're going to deal with the tensions of leadership. So let me walk you through a few tensions, and then I want to walk you through just how to be able to manage those tensions. First of all, there's the tension of information. We know that more information is coming at us, and it is coming at us at faster paces than it ever has. We know that a skill set in today's society is less than two and a half years. That basically when someone learns something in our society or they develop a skill, that learning and that skill are usually obsolete in two and a half years. Well, there's the tension of information, and that tension is between old facts but a new playing field. Old facts but a new playing field. So when do you take the old facts, and when do you begin to react to a new playing field? 
Well, we all know that the playing field changed in 2019 when COVID began. We know that uh, at that infamous uh, start of that plague, that pandemic, as they called it, that it began to change everything. A new playing field set in. So that's one of the realities every leader has to deal with, old facts versus a new playing field. So let's dive into it a little bit. Everyone has old truths that have guided their life. They're they're just the thoughts that they've always had. It's the way we always think. It's what we've always done, those old truths. But then there's new trends. Well, this is the current way. This is the new way that things are done. So when you begin to deal with this tension, you've got old truths versus new trends. Now, this isn't the first time that this has happened in leadership. In fact, Jesus spoke about this because he would utter phrases like this, you have heard that it was said of old, but I'm saying to you, what was he dealing with? Old truths, but he was dealing with a new playing field. He was saying, you've heard that it was said of old. This is the way it was always done. This is the way it was always communicated. But I'm telling you right now that there's a new way that we're going to manage. He not only talked about it when it came to some of the most profound doctrines of the Old Testament translated into the New Testament when he used those words, but he also gave us a vivid illustration. And the vivid illustration is is that you can't put new wine and old wineskins. New wine and old wineskins. So what is he saying? Sometimes new doesn't fit an old systems. Sometimes new just doesn't fit an old systems. And if you are going to be a leader, you've got to understand that when you have new wine, sometimes the systems are going to change. Now, your values don't change. What you believe doesn't change. But sometimes the systems have got to change. Well, this is what we're used to. Well, maybe the new wine is going to require a new system. Now, someone says, how do I win at this? And when is the old truths and new trends, when do I go which way? You tell me what they are and I'll give you my suggestions. But the point is, the reason it's attention is it will not go away. It is that tug of war between old versus new. New wine, new systems, New wine seldom works in old system. That's what Jesus was illustrating. So the tension of information, old facts versus a new playing field. Here's another tension, the tension of change. The tension of change. Everything's changing. Well, the tension of change basically comes down to to two truths, consistency versus adaptability. Consistency versus adaptability. Now, that's something that everybody has to navigate because there has to be adaptability that we realize society is changing, the world's changing, but yet there has to be consistency because anytime you begin to execute change, what you know is people draw their security in change from the consistency of the leader. So it's like one of those paradoxical kinds of thoughts. You know, if 
if you're going to follow me, then then take up your cross. Well, the very nature of taking up a cross dealt with death. And and so following him, it didn't give an illustration of this is very long term. And so it's sort of this paradoxical kind of truth. Well, that's what this is, consistency versus adaptability. But here's what I've learned. Consistency has to be in your faith. Adaptability has to be in your reach. Consistency has to be in your faith. Adaptability has to be in your reach. Let me illustrate this. I have a dear friend. His name's Pat Murray. He pastors this amazing church in Dayton, Ohio. But he has done something that is amazing to me. He has created a dream center. Now, everyone I know has created dream centers, but he's created it different. It pays for itself. I've never heard of a dream center that really had a plan behind it where eventually it would fund itself. He is magnificent in his thought. But what he did was he took a church, and he took a church value of faith that said, we are here to change our community. But his community had some very difficult things about it because there were a lot of drugs in his community. And if I'm getting it right, his particular county was the number one county uh, when it came to specific kinds of drugs. And they said the number one reason that people wouldn't move into his uh, community and start new businesses was people couldn't pass a drug test. So in the name of faith, he had to be adaptable. And he created this system. And I want to tell you guys, if you're out there and you're thinking of doing a, a, a dream center, he's the guy to talk to. I've never seen anyone who is smart and thought out, strategic and tactical. Yes, strategic and tactical as he is when it comes to this. I'm so proud of him as, as a leader. But here's the thing about adaptability. Sometimes you don't know where you need to adapt. Now, in the military, they create what they call red teams. And red teams are, are teams that they do these theoretical battles. And the red team comes up with extreme scenarios of how they are going to attack. So the very nature of a red team is to be out of the box. I mean, to come up with strategies that no one has thought of, to see if you're prepared to be able to manage that. And so if you're going to lead, there's that tension between change, consistency versus adaptability. And you've got to deal with that. Well, there's the tension of strategy, tactical plans versus a visionary horizon, tactical plans versus a visionary horizon, basically tactical, how we're going to do it, visionary, what we want to do. And the thing about this is that whenever you come up with a visionary horizon and tactical plans, it always comes back to some of the words of Jesus, count the cost. You've just got to count the cost and you've got to weigh the options. And sometimes some of the vision is great. It's just that the cost is prohibitive. And so you've got to come up with a way to have tactical plans that fit the budget you have 
to reach the vision you want to reach. And so you've got to count the cost and you've got to work through that. Another tension point is the tension point of communication, being the teller versus the listener, being the teller versus the listener. See, in every leader's life, there's places where they've got to communicate. But if they're going to be wise, there's places that they have to listen. And when you get good at communicating, do you know what you want to do? You want to communicate, and it's really easy never to listen. And so you just don't listen. And so there's that tension of communication. So you've got to learn to say yes to what you don't understand because you are going to listen and you are going to learn. So all of these truths are just tension points. Information, uh, change, strategy, communication, and then the tension of generations. Boy, is this coming into play. We see this as a, a tension in our church all the time. The tension of generations, young versus old. And the thing about young and old is you need them both. See, young have energy. Old have wisdom. And you need energy that's being used with wisdom. And you need wisdom that has energy. And there's the stress of age, that if you're not careful, it's easier to be one age group. I look at these churches, have a dear friend who uh, did a tour of churches, and he was talking about this young church, of how it was all these young people here and all these young people. But see, I've done this for 47 years, and let me tell you about those churches. All those young people eventually get married. All those young people eventually have kids. All those young people eventually have to have homes. All those young people. And what I know is six years from now, that young church will no longer be considered young by people young. Because those people will be getting married. Those people will be in a different sphere of their life. And the key is, can you manage age when the age is changing? Can you still have young? Can you still have old? It's one of those prophetic things that's not prophetic. What I know is 15 minutes after the service, people in their 70s will be talking to people in their 70s. And people in their 20s will be talking to people in their 20s. Why? Young people don't enjoy talking to old people. Old people don't enjoy talking to young people. And if you don't come up with a, a system, what's going to happen is you're just going to have old people talking about young people and young people saying, I want to go someplace where there aren't any old people. So the tension of generations, and, and then there's the tension of time. What I've got to do today compared to what I need to become tomorrow. See, all of these tensions are out there. So let me give you some tension management. Just how do you manage any tension? Let me start with the word aware. There has to be a high level of awareness if you are going to manage tension. And what I'm referring to is this. You have to have self-awareness. See, when you're in these tension points, you can't look at one end of the tension spectrum 
and get it right unless you're looking at the other end. You have to see near and far. So there has to be this self-awareness of, yeah, I'm right here, but I also have to hear see here because when I'm here and I see here, that's when I can know what is best to do. And then there's team awareness. Is your team aware of the tension? Otherwise, you'll have team members who will be overwhelmed because they don't know the tension's just a part of the journey. You're not going to lead. You're not going to go forth without tension being a part of the journey. And then organization. Do you have an organization that has flexibility in it to be able to manage tension? Do you have that? See, if you don't have that, you need that. You need to have self-awareness near to far. You have to have team awareness. Hey, tensions are part of the life. But then you have to have organization flexibility that you can react to tension. And so awareness of yourself, your team, and your organization are a must. Next, you have to have new voices. There has to be people who are speaking freshness into your life. That, that you are in a position that you are hearing the fresh thought out there. Now, you may not wrap your arm around the fresh thought, but you can't be ignorant of the fresh thought. So there has to be new voices. Sometimes I love walking around my office because a lot of the people in my office are in their 20s, and I just like standing outside their offices and hear them talk to each other. Why? Because how they talk why they talk, and what they talk educates me. What's important to them? What's not important to them? What's big? What's not? What do they joke about? What do they not joke about? New voices. Because new voices force you to have perspective. Another thing is you have to beat the learning curve. And that is when it comes to your life, you're always learning. You're never complacent. You're never satisfied. You're always learning. And you've got to beat that curve because if you get behind the learning curve, you crash. Because if if you don't adjust your speed to the curve that's ahead, you crash. And a lot of people get behind the learning curve. They don't change their direction. They don't change their speed. And they end up crashing. And... People will sit there and say, well, why did this happen to me? You didn't beat the learning curve. So how do you manage tension? Self-awareness, new voices, beat the learning curve, life context. Every individual views their decisions from the context of their life. Not from the facts of life, the context of it. If I can illustrate it this way, police officers know that when there's multiple eyewitnesses that seldom do they get effective facts. Because if a crime happened and they said, was the person tall? Tall's relative. See, most people are tall compared to me. But if someone's 6'7", and you ask them if they're tall, and they're 6'3", they're probably going to say no. Or were they old or young? You tell me their age. And I will tell you whether they think someone's old or young. 
that's why at convenience stores they put up these tapes so that when someone goes out of the store, you have an estimate of how tall they were. Why? Because you need something that gives you facts without a changing context. Life context can create more tension and they can exaggerate the tension that you're in. But you have to understand the nature of the context and you have to skew the content to the context. Another thing, get out of your bubble. We sort of talked about this when we said new voices. I'm big at putting yourself in rooms where leadership is being communicated, but it's not your lane. See, I know my lane. I know the church world. So I put myself in business leadership meetings. I put myself in educational leadership meetings. Why? Because I want to get out of my bubble. I want to hear leadership, not in the terminology that I speak or the context that I speak it in, but in other people's context. That's why you've got to get out of your bubble. If you don't get out of your bubble, you're in trouble. One of the leadership things I tell people is two times Jesus healed people. He healed one person by taking them out of their house. He healed another person by taking them out of their city. And both of those healings were important because when he took the man out of his house, he was changing his habits. When he took the man out of his city, he was changing the culture. Now, for some of you that do what I do for a living, that's gold. You've never thought about it. Jesus knew for some people to get better, you got to get them out of their habits. That's why I believe the roundtables are important. You get your team to a roundtable where they're hearing and they're not hearing it in the context of where they're at. That's why I think roundtables are so important for you to be there. But then on the other hand, you get beyond your culture. And when I go into the business rooms, I'm beyond my culture. So get out of your bubble. And then remember, if you're going to manage tension, usually you're going to have to do something you've never done. You're going to have to do something you've never done. So those are the tension points of leadership. Maybe you should give some thought to these, think through them, see where you're vulnerable, see where you're at right now. And just navigate through. Again, I want to remind you, February 27th, Florida. March 5th, Albuquerque, New Mexico. These are great roundtables. The information that we're sharing on Teams is gold. You want your key team members there. If you ever brought team members to an event, this year's roundtable is where they need to go. And then on top of that, uh, we now have our first 20 videos in Spanish, perfectly done. And then we have our second set of videos that are available. Go to my website, call my office. Thank you so much for being a part. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.